The views expressed in this program are those of the participants. Okay, everyone. Shall we dine? Follow me. Ah, uh, yes. And everyone, we are so glad you were all able to join us. Now, we celebrated your food earlier. We think it's time for you guys to celebrate some American food. <laughs> Voila. This is American food? It's very international. Exactly. And this country was founded by immigrants. And it's those customs and cultures that have shaped and molded us. And you, and you were the ones that make this country great. Mother, I couldn't have said it better myself. Now let's dig in. Yes, yes. Welcome everyone. It is Thursday, November 21st, 2019. I'm Bob Metz, and this is Just Right, broadcasting around the world and online. Join us for an hour of discussion that's not right-wing. It's Just Right. Fade into color, color into black and white. Under the clothes, everything will be alright. Although we never use the word immigration or immigrants, or even mentioned any particular racial or ethnic group by name, hockey legend and commentator Don Cherry's use of the term you people, who don't wear poppies on Remembrance Day, were immediately interpreted by the mainstream media and much of the public as being racist and xenophobic. The ensuing public controversy resulted in his being dismissed after 39 years of expressing controversial and politically incorrect viewpoints on Coach's Corner, which aired on Canadian national television. Now, never in a million years would I have ever believed I'd be talking about hockey legend Don Cherry. So let me begin by making it clear that I'm a complete sports illiterate. (laughs) But of course, this story is not about Don Cherry as such, but about the meaning and significance of the public reactions to what Cherry said. And you get a pretty good idea of what I'm talking about right after our reminder that you can write us at feedback at justrightmedia.org, subscribe to Just Right on iTunes, and follow us on SoundCloud, hear us on WBCQ and Channel 292 Shortwave, visit us at www.justrightmedia.org, where you can access all of Just Right's social media links, our archive broadcasts, and of course where we encourage you to offer your financial support, and in so doing becoming part of our effort to enlighten others about the true nature of freedom and capitalism. There's so much to say about what the whole Don Cherry controversy means that I couldn't possibly address every point in even a dozen shows, so I find myself forced to do some cherry-picking in hopefully addressing the fundamentals of the whole debate. To that end, we'll be sharing a wide variety of commentaries and reactions to the cherry controversy, both pro and con. And personally, I thought the whole affair was just a tempest in a teapot, until it became clear to me that this teapot was gigantic, one that symbolically stretched from coast to coast. So here are some of the negative reports that I found in a sampling of newspapers that came to my attention. CBC didn't have the guts to take on Cherry, reads the headline in the Toronto Star on top of Rick Salatin's commentary of November 15th. And he writes, it took Sportsnet, not CBC, to act. Quote, the irony is that it was a private, profit-making sports network, not the public, morally posturing national broadcaster that dumped Cherry. CBC's VP for PR smugly said they weren't responsible since they only carry the show and have no ugh purview. 
Hands washed. Of course they owned Hockey Night in Canada, which incubated Coach's Corner for 80 years, till 2014. It still runs out of their building. They just didn't have the guts to take Cherry on. One reason CBC never acted is that it's always had, as Bruce Dowbiggin says, a working class problem. You almost never hear those voices on CBC. And then under the heading, The Huge Blind Spot, he writes, Cherry wasn't just a xenophobe, he had a massive blind spot about hockey itself, which was the international contribution. End quote. I found it interesting that in addressing Cherry's comments about who's wearing or not wearing poppies, his critics also expressed their clear dislike for Cherry simply based on their disagreement with his actual opinions on the sport itself. Now here's another one, this one from the Globe and Mail, November 15, by Denise Balkinson, with the heading Don Cherry, Colin Kaepernick, and Why Stick to Sports Doesn't Work. Quote, Seen one way, Don Cherry and Colin Kaepernick lost their jobs in similar fashion, after widespread objections to their bringing politics into their respective games. Seen more clearly, the situations are completely different, as Mr. Cherry used his Hockey Night in Canada platform to broadcast a prejudiced diatribe unsupported by facts, while Mr. Kaepernick silently took a knee in the NFL stadiums to protest documented examples of police killings of unarmed civilians. These are just two recent examples of professional sports being used as a lens through which to view current affairs, end quote. Well, unsupported by facts, what facts would have been relevant? Does Denise Balkinson mean that if some kind of official statistics were taken, demonstrating that most recent immigrants do not wear poppies on Remembrance Day, that Cherry's opinion then would not have been considered prejudice diatribe? And the so-called facts, which document examples of unarmed civilians being killed by police, also do not tell the whole story, a story that this writer would like us to believe is a common and routine acceptable occurrence. In both examples cited by Balkinson, I noticed that she herself did not mention any specific race or racial groups being targeted. This one from the National Post, Chris Selly, Dumping Cherry, Only the First Step, reads the headline. Quote, many years ago, I would often find myself defending Don Cherry, or at least making fun of his most recent hysterical detractors. I mean, did the official languages commissioner really need to get involved when Cherry suggested francophones were disproportionately fond of wearing visors? But that was 15, 20 years ago. To see some of these more grandiose charges against Cherry resurface on Twitter this week, now he has finally, and with just cause, been yanked off the air, felt anachronistic. No one had really pretended that he was relevant, let alone dangerous. I don't want to diminish his mean, store-bought Saturday night rant against quote-unquote you people, ungrateful urban immigrants, it is reasonable to infer. End quote. Sully then goes on to change the subject back to the issue of hockey itself and comments, quote, Roger's expensive takeover of Canadian NHL hockey has been a financial disaster. Hockey simply isn't the golden goose it used to be in this country, end quote. Well, now, I thought that last observation may carry more weight with regard to Cherry's dismissal than most would like to admit, although a few commentators did mention that this controversy served as a convenient excuse to get rid of Cherry for monetary reasons. This one by Scott Stinson. Did Cherry lay bare our divisiveness? Reads the headline in the National Post of November 13. Quote, Cherry is now Canada's most prominent fallen soldier in the culture's war. Take a peek at social media. 
careful now, or in my inbox, and you will find all kinds of outrage and vitriol pouring out at the perceived injustice of Cherry's sacking. One of the most oft-repeated themes in the comment sections and the social media posts and the emails is that Cherry was right. If the argument is that all Cherry was saying is that wearing poppies is good and that more people should support veterans, then that is willfully ignoring that when he was talking about you people who come here, he was talking about immigrants. He must also have been referring to immigrants of color. How else could Cherry, in his travels around Mississauga and downtown Toronto, have suspected these non-poppy wearers were immigrants? A rule of thumb in this business is that one should not assume that letter writers or talk radio callers or Twitter shouters, especially that last one, are indicative of wider public opinion. End quote. Well, this commentary by Scott Stinson once again illustrates the growing divide between the mainstream media commentators like him, who assume that the mainstream media is the real voice of the people, versus the voices of the people themselves on social media. And finally, this one, give Cherry a proper farewell, out of the November 15th London Free Press, an editorial by Post Media News. Quote, We'd say, balancing it all out, that Don Cherry is right, that he has the silent majority on his side. We'll say this much. It was wrong to fire Cherry on Remembrance Day. Now, petitions across the country continued to gain signatures, and people took to the streets on Wednesday afternoon in downtown Toronto to protest the decision. Cherry has done a lot for veterans, for charities, for children who are sick. These great accomplishments deserve to be honored on a national platform. Cherry said he wishes things had turned out different, and he clearly had a lot more to say. Let's give him that chance. He is, at the very least, owed one more segment, one more coach's corner where he can go out on his own terms. Give Don Cherry one more shot. He is owed a proper farewell. End quote. Interesting that this editorial begins by immediately contradicting Scott Stinson's assertion about who or what is indicative of wider public opinion. While this editorial sounds conciliatory, it's the most insulting commentary of the bunch. Let's give Cherry one more chance to belittle himself and then we can be done with him. Let's give him one more chance to tell us how wrong he was and how righteous we are. I just want to know who the hell is Cherry supposed to apologize to? It seems to me it's all the liberals and others who are virtue signaling their offense on behalf of some imaginary offended people of color. The mainstream media, the mainstream politicians, the, the progressives. Now, for those of you who have no idea of what the Don Cherry experience is like, Stephen Crowder and his gang on November 13th Louder with Crowder featured Stephen's five favorite moments of Don Cherry. There are a lot of examples of cancel culture out there, quote-unquote as they refer to it nowadays, but yeah. I think this one is the worst. If you haven't been following the Don Cherry story, he's a national hero in Canada. But I want to know what you think the most egregious example is. Well, which one comes to mind as far as uh, how it relates to cancel culture? And to Americans out there, are you at all familiar with the national treasure that is Don Cherry? Are you? No. Do you guys know? Okay. No. So let me brief you really quickly because we're going to go to the top five most epic moments. I love Don Cherry. He was just fired. Okay. I think 38 I saw the years, of almost 40 being fired, years but that's it. of broadcasting, yeah. Hockey Night in Canada, okay? Wow. Uh, broadcasting legend, Don Cherry. You guys know him. Bill asked me. He's the one with the suits. Yeah. Um, so the he was jackets. fired for making an offensive comment on, we call it Veterans Day, 
Over there, they call it Remembrance Day, and they wear poppies to honor World War. I think it's uh, World, World War One veterans I for Flanders Field. Wow, that's so a that long poppies, time ago. no Flanders Field, where the poppies grow. Okay, yeah. no. So I want you to understand the context because this is actually going to be the number five moment of his top five moments of oh. all time. This is exactly why he was fired, in full context. You know, I was talking to a veteran. I said, I'm not going to run the poppy thing anymore because what's the sense? I live in Mississauga. Nobody wears, uh, uh, very few people wear uh, a poppy. Downtown Toronto, forget it, downtown Toronto. Nobody wears a poppy. You people love, you, you, they come here, whatever it is. You love our way of life. You love our milk and honey. At least you could pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys pay for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys paid the, uh, the biggest price. Anyhow, I'm going to run it again for you great people and good Canadians that bought a poppy. I'm still going to run it. Anyhow. Fired, canceled for that. Yeah. Eighty-five-year-old wow. broadcasting wow. legend. And by the way, he didn't apologize. He said, "I didn't yeah. mean immigrants when I said you people, but I mm -hmm. maybe would have used different words." But he did not apologize for that sentiment. Am I the only one who finds that remarkably tame? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. especially for Canada. Let's go to uh, my fourth favorite moment. Six more weeks of cold weather. Now, I'd like to ask you with your left-wing pinkle friends. <laughs> what about trend? Like, what, like, where does that come oh, now? So you know good. all about that. But, <laughs> what, we, do you really want to get into that? No, I'm just asking you that the kookaloos are always saying the warming trend. We're freezing that. You know, the kookaloos over there in, the in, uh, in eastern Canada up in Quebec with the French. <laughs> and this so is always awesome. what he's done, by the I way. I love it. That's so funny. That was one that was, love I remember it was a national uproar for oh Don Cherry. So the kookaloo? The kookaloo, what the climate changing. Like he's, he's using his platform to deny science. He was, oh, he was joking. He? He's like, we could use Meanwhile, some more warming because it's freaking cold. They've also come down on everyone like him for comments regarding transgenderism that you can't actually really? change your biological sex. So moment number three, here's Don Cherry talking about uh, natives and uh, sort of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Same what are you saying that that uh, saying natives uh, have an inferiority complex? Is when something happens <laughs> some, to them? I said you'd have to ask Chris, but it's, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't some kids feel like they haven't been given a fair shake in life? Ask Davis. Fair that's shake in life. Go out and get your own fair shake in oh, life and work Don, for it. Don't give me that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is he's actually only 55 in that one. That was not offensive at all. Yeah. He's I just mean, saying, go, I mean, being honest. No, I get it, but he's saying it in such a like comical, funny way. He's not, he, he doesn't look like he's trying to be offensive. Why do you to sound like one of those kookaloos over there? Yeah, exactly. So well. this brings us to moment number two. Um, this one, there was a national outrage, Again. which they, they tried to cover this as though Don Cherry says that women shouldn't be reporters in hockey, that there should be no Ooh. female reporters in hockey. That's how it was framed. If you run a search, you'll find those write-ups over there, uh, notably on government media websites. So we'll oh, get to that oh, in a second. Oops. But these are the actual words that he spoke. I actually think it's a net positive for him. I don't believe women should be in the male dressing room. I, I know. Wait a minute. <laughs> I remember the first McQueen. time it happened to me. <laughs> Guys are walking around naked, and I hear this woman's voice. I turn around. There's a woman. She's asking me about the power play. I said, "Let's go outside." And I just, I, she said, "I'm not embarrassed." I said, "I am." I don't feel women are equal. I feel they're above us. And I think they're uh -huh. on a pedestal, and they should not be walking in when naked guys are walking in, and you know some guys take advantage of it. 
That's just him being an abrasive wow, gentleman. That was, yeah, yeah, it was exactly wow. very reasonable. Uh, okay, this ah. is my favorite moment, and I know this might seem anticlimactic to people, but it's it's also because as someone who played hockey and my dad played hockey at a high level, uh, this is something that he got in a lot of trouble for, and I believe it it actually spawned investigations. Oh no, him talking about uh, visors in hockey. No visors. Here you go. He's now being accused of going too far, so far that the official languages commissioner is investigating. The tough guys, like Ty Dami, cannot wear them. They will make it mandatory. Most of the guys that wear them are European or French guys, and you cannot have half the league have them. That's completely accurate. Oh, <laughs> by my the way, gosh, he got in trouble for that. Investigations, investigations, got in trouble Holy for that, and that's absolutely crap. true. You can trace it. More European players, people who would come from the European leagues, wore visors. Yeah. And the problem was when you came to the American league, right at that point, not everyone wore visors. So you have half the league wearing visors, half the league not wearing visors, and the guys in the visors are usually the ones to high stick, cheap shot because they're in the yeah. same kind of accountability. Mm -hmm. Granted, saying French, that's a little bit of a stereotype, but it's true. <laughs> it it's really true. Is. But the point being, if he's saying literally just a fact he's yeah. just saying they're tending to wear more and if you've got certain guys with more protection than other guys there's going to be a disparity is yeah. he saying do anything as a result of one or the other that's going to hurt one or the other no he's just saying no. level the playing field here's what's so disconcerting to me americans so many americans say well you know what we have free speech but maybe we should be more moderate a country like canada well let, let me express this to you in a way that maybe you can understand those clips that you saw from CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. You don't need to go to Venezuela. You don't need to go to Russia. To, you don't need to go over there to find a government-run news. This is a government-run media organization, government-run news, sparking outrage over a comment which prompts an investigation. Think about that for yeah. a second. Well, what prompted the investigation? I saw a report on it. Where'd you see it? Government-run news. So let's not talk yeah. mm -hmm. about these countries as though there's freedom of speech no. at all. Let me be really clear. You do not have freedom of speech if you can't say that only French guys and Europeans wear visors without fear of being reprimanded by government-run media, which prompts an investigation from government-run human rights tribunals. You are not free. There is no freedom of speech. I like the United States. I grew up in Canada. I don't want to go back there because their laws suck. Brent Larson went to a hockey game in Vancouver the other night, and Mr. Larson inexplicably had his homemade sign confiscated by a couple of the security guards at the Rogers Arena in Vancouver. Joining me now is Brent Larson himself to give us all the details. What exactly did this sign say that made it so offensive? Yeah, hi, David. The big offensive sign was like this on poster paper, a standard poster sign that said, I support Don Cherry, and there's a little poppy on there. And uh, yeah, that's the sign that got taken away. This is incredible. So no profanity, uh, no vulgar symbols, unless I guess you're of the camp that believes that the poppy is uh, vulgar for whatever perverse reason. You were holding it up during a break and play, so you weren't breaking uh, or interfering with anybody's sidelines, and you sat down when play resumed. Yeah, it's a, it's a free country. I stood up uh, during the intermission, about three minutes before, and I just, I didn't, I didn't even speak. I just held the sign up, I faced the crowd, and it was one of those moments where I felt free that I can do it. And yeah, there were some thumbs up, thumbs down. Everybody was cordial, 
And then I sat down with about 30 seconds before the period started, rolled up that poster, and that was that was it. And then about maybe eight minutes before the end of the game, uh, we had a really nice host in our row, and he came up. He was under the impression that we're going to get a picture of this sign for the big screen. So he asked me to come in, come up to the hallway with the sign, and I just figured we're going to get a reaction from the crowd. So I got to the hallway where uh, I was directed to, and there's two security uh, there to meet me, but there was at least one or two Vancouver police. And they said, we, we, we want your sign. They said, it's the size of the sign. I said, the size of the sign? I'll, I'll give you my sign, but if you look around this arena, there's a lot of other signs that aren't being taken. You're telling me you're going to go take everyone else's sign, and that's, that's where the, I guess you'd call it an incident, happened. And they took my sign. So there's only two minutes left. I think they could have even said, just keep the sign, don't use it, and take it home, do what you want with the sign. But they felt the need to take the sign as well. The reason I think you had your sign confiscated is perhaps the people in hockey, the people in the NHL, the, peop the broadcasters, and Rogers want this story to go away. This has been incredibly controversial. Millions of Canadians have been mobilized. Somebody deemed a pro-Don Cherry, a pro-Poppy sign to be somehow offensive. This is, an, this is remarkable. And if there was a sign dimension issue, well, that's part of the rules, you gotta follow that. But as you found out, there is no uh, sign rule. You, my friend, have caught this organization in a lie. Being a paying customer at a game and being confronted like that, it was a different feeling. It was a, it's a hard one to explain in a, in a free country. Yeah, um, a free country, uh, Brent, that I would say is becoming less and less free uh, by the month. Really at the, the heart of the matter of the Don Cherry story, to me, my friend, this is not simply a show being canceled or a personality being fired. This is perhaps the ultimate manifestation of cancel culture in our country. Given that this happened literally on Remembrance Day, when we had so many Canadians die in battle to preserve the rights and freedoms that we enjoy in this country today, including freedom of expression, this is absolutely perverse, especially when you go to a hockey game and uh, you have your homemade sign that said absolutely nothing offensive, deemed offensive and confiscated. It's disappointing. I think it's a bad dis business decision. I think it's a bad business decision to, uh, to let Don go as well. And, and you can see it right now. People are canceling their subscriptions. And we live in a capitalist society and we can actually help change things with our spending and our actions. So it is, it is a good time to cause change. I think it's great. That, of course, was David Menzies, as heard on the Rebel News on November 14th. I have to ask, do we really live in a free capitalist society anymore? Both Stephen Crowder and Menzies concluded that the cherry controversy was all about quote-unquote cancel culture. Well, cancel culture is just a side dish on the multiculturalism menu. As a political campaign, its meaning is relatively clear. It's an effort to rewrite history, misrepresent current affairs, and to cancel the culture of freedom that too many have taken for granted, utterly oblivious to freedom's alternative, tyranny. And when I heard Cherry use the symbolic terms milk and honey, 
My interpretation of that at the time, and given the current context, was that he is referring to freedom and capitalism, and the benefits that clearly derive from them. That's why people immigrate to the West and not to the unfree and socialist countries. Those are the values that Canada's veterans assumably fought for. Though when it comes to the wars in which they fought, there are certainly valid arguments aplenty to criticize why and how those wars were fought. But the poppy discussion is not about any particular war or its merits. It's about the people a nation puts on the front line when it comes to fighting in a war. Now this is from Rex Murphy in the National Post on November 15 under the heading... Shame on you, Sportsnet. Don Cherry deserved much, much better. Quote, just to set the tone here, three cheers for Don Cherry. Way to go, Sportsnet. It takes a lot of what Jessica Yaniff was trying to get waxed to bring the guillotine down on an 85-year-old man to toss him out on Remembrance Day for delivering a passionate sermon about the wearing of a poppy on Remembrance Day. You guys are so tough you probably have to wear helmets and shin pads in the office. There is no career in all of Canadian sports history, and there will never be another as successful, as entertaining, as continuously animated and enthusiastic as Don Cherry's. And this is how it ends. No testimonial dinner, no gathering of hockey heroes, old and young, to toast and roast the master communicator of the game. No TV specials to celebrate the greatest television star that purely Canadian TV has produced. He is, you know. No need to listen to me on Don Cherry, however, not when one of the game's handful of absolute legends has had his say on this tawdry episode. How fine it is, so very fine, to read one of the gentleman heroes of the Canadian game, Bobby Orr, being so clear and straight and direct when talking of his one-time coach and forever friend, Mr. Cherry, and declaring without qualification that he, Mr. Cherry, is not a bigot and not a racist the witchcraft accusations of our time, and to those who know him and have had the gift of his acquaintance, the actual opposite and antithesis of both these scandalous libels. Bobby Orr, who knows Don Cherry like no one else knows him, put the cap on the moment with the slap shot of a statement. Quote, what they've done to him is disgraceful. It really is, end quote. Good on you, Bobby Orr. Disgraceful it was, and it was so good in these days of timorous evasiveness and sly circumlocutions that you found the right word and had no hesitation in using it. Not to mention that standing up for your buddy and mentor displays real character. The character of standing by a friend in an hour of fury when the know-it-alls are piling on him. Speaking of which, up until a few days ago, I had as little awareness of CTV's The Social as someone living in Tibet. I know now that it is one of the yak fests that clutter the morning schedule, a clone of the excruciating U.S. headache, The View. And based on the now infamous ignorant rant about white boys who were not very nice, and often bullies, and this was the golden touch, quote, and for me Don Cherry was the walking representative of that type, end quote, I would say that at the social, common decency is known only as the name of a dog that visits the lobby of a building next door. How smug what's-her-name was, talking about white boys and types and, and parents who haul themselves out of bed at unearthly hours and travel sometimes great distances to sit in bleak arenas, sipping stale coffee and munching staler donuts to enable their youngsters who have the great heart urge to learn the Canadian game. And as she so memorably observed, Don Cherry is their type. Yes, he is their type, and that's why for nearly 40 years he has been loved by hockey dads and moms throughout the whole nation, 
And not incidentally, he's also been the very type of Canadian who respects above all others those in the military, who has honored veterans as no other, done more kind deeds out of the public eye than the social has fashion tips and inane conversations. As between the social and Don Cherry, it's chickadees sneering at an eagle. I'll wind it down with a simple observation that Mr. Cherry deserves much, much better than this. There are apologies due, but not from the master of Coach's Corner. End quote. Now here's something interesting. Got this email from Robert Vaughn who forwarded to my attention a tweet that was put out by the Royal Canadian Legion on November 11th. Quote, Mr. Cherry's personal opinion was hurtful, divisive, and in no way condoned by the Legion. We do remain appreciative of his passionate support for veterans. We know many new Canadians understand and welcome the tradition of the red poppy and will continue to educate all citizens about the significance of this powerful symbol, end quote. And Robert commented, quote, Sad, even the Legion has fallen victim to this quote-unquote hurtful craze. I'd like to meet just one person actually hurt by Cherry's comments. This agreement now apparently means physically or psychologically injured. And he sent me a definition of the word hurt. A, to inflict with physical pain. B, to do substantial or material harm to. C, to cause emotional pain or anguish to. And D, to be detrimental to. End quote. And this one was forwarded to us by listener Bill T, who listens to us way out on the West Coast. And this came from the National Citizens Coalition by Spencer Fernando, with the headline, Don Cherry's Firing Shows Patriotism is Under Siege in Canada. And he wrote, quote, Increasingly, anyone who stands up for Canadian patriotism and the interests of our country gets brutally attacked, while those who disparage Canada and accuse us of genocide get rewarded. Let's consider some things that have recently happened in our country. A party that explicitly wants to break up the country won nearly half the seats in our second largest province and has openly thumbed its nose at the same Albertan oil that bankrolls their distinct society. A prime minister was caught wearing racist blackface multiple times. A TV host on The Social made bigoted remarks about hockey fans being white boys who weren't very nice. The Canadian military was used by Communist China as a propaganda tool when the Canadian government sent them to participate in the military games in Beijing. A Canadian icon, who has done more than almost anyone to encourage support for our troops, was fired for the crime of suggesting that Canadians, including newcomers, should wear poppies to honour Canada's heroes. Out of all those things, only one resulted in elitist outrage and actual punishment. Guess which one it was? Of course we know the answer. Don Cherry was fired. Meanwhile, the bloc is getting praised by the media. Trudeau remains in power. Jess Allen will almost certainly maintain her spot on the social. And there were crickets about the disgraceful use of our military as a Chinese propaganda tool. The hypocrisy in contrast is stunning. Note also how the original point Cherry made was quite clearly based on actual evidence. As Joe Warmington noted on Twitter, there seemed to be a big absence of poppies in downtown Toronto. So Don Cherry was reacting to something real that he had seen with his own eyes. An absence of poppies in Canada's largest city. And for Cherry, who's been fighting for years to ensure that Canada has more respect for our veterans and those who serve our nation, that understandably made him angry. Yet after expressing his feelings in a way that the vast silent majority of Canadians agree with, Cherry was fired by the gutless cowards at Sportsnet. The deeper reality here is that patriotism is under siege. In fact, the real reason Cherry was punished is because he openly expresses his patriotism for Canada. 
The post-national elites are trying to crush the idea of Canadian patriotism and nationalism and replace it with an endless stream of shame and condemnation of our own country. Consider the fact that Canada has been accused of an ongoing genocide by our own Prime Minister and that we have seen an endless stream of apologies for Canada's apparent crimes. We are expected to feel bad about being Canadians, feel bad about our country, insult the values Canada is based upon, destroy our history, and ignore the great achievements Canada has made fighting for freedom. Unsurprisingly, that agenda of wiping out Canadian patriotism benefits those who want to keep Canada weak and unable to stand up for ourselves. And that attitude of weakness is now seen in how Ron McLean and Sportsnet threw Cherry under the bus so quickly, surrendering to a small but media-driven outrage mob. All of these things are connected, and things are looking very disturbing for the future of our country, end quote. Again, that was from the NCC, Spencer Fernando. Now, coming up next, I have to confess, I was very disappointed with CKTB AM 640 radio host Tom McConnell and his take on Don Cherry. Fascinatingly, most, though not all of his callers, did not agree with him. Again, illustrating the growing divide between those in the mainstream media and the broader general public. Here's just a sampling of the kinds of comments heard throughout the entire week following Canada's Remembrance Day. Terry, how are you? I'm doing great, Tommy. Hey, what uh, Terry said, there's a lot of truth in that. A lot. Uh, I disagree. And Cherry, when he starts to blame you people that come here, that's the line. He's clearly talking about immigrants with nothing to back it up other than his observations. Tommy may not be especially eloquent. Could he have phrased it differently? Sure. But you people that come here could be of any race, any nationality, any culture. Fair enough. However, the majority of immigrants to this country are not Northern Europeans. Now, because of where people come from, it's easy to see you people. You people is basically, right, not so code for people of color. Tony, how are you? I agree with Don Cherry on this one. I'm proud to be politically incorrect, and I'm proud to be a dinosaur. I'm the same age as Don Cherry. Okay. And your morning host, Shelby, yep. referred to us, me and Don Cherry, a dinosaur. I'm proud to be a dinosaur. He's right, and you shouldn't put down old people. We still exist. But when we say the phrase dinosaur, it is more like a way of thinking than it is a real age, though. Uh, right? Both. Well, okay, but you know what happened to the dinosaurs, right? Yeah, they're extinct. I'm not extinct. <laughs> I'm still here. Neither is Don Cherry. Okay. All right, Tony, have a great day. Are we surprised Tony at 85 is agreeing? <laughs> when we say dinosaur, Tony, we mean way of thinking. Clark Bitter, how are you? I'm well. I watched Cherry on Saturday night, and when he said, I see in my neighborhood these people not wearing poppies, and then you come here. Yeah. People come here. So the part that everyone's missing, the racist part, is I see these people. He's obviously talking about visible minorities, as Tony the Dinosaur just said. Right. Then he says, you people come here, you enjoy our milk and honey. Yes. Land of promises. Right. So it's no surprise that Don Cherry's a xenophobe. 
All you have to do is look back to the Boreas Alming days and everything when he went on about Swedes and Chicken Sw- in the hockey league. Right. I mean, he had those thoughts about Swedish people. Yeah. So the people defending it haven't associated the I see it around my neighborhood, people not wearing poppies. He has a, a right to say stuff like that in his private life. But when he's representing the CBC and millions of people are watching in today's political climate with extreme divisiveness, he can't do that. Murray, how are you? Just to let you know, I support Sherry. And the, and the biggest problem is if you say anything about it, then you're labeled a racist. So people who would actually say something about it and disagree with it, maybe a little bit more uh, adequately than Sherry did, are afraid to say anything. And we lose that from these people, and, and their opinion is valuable. This divisiveness is not coming from people like Sherry in that, old or young, right? It's coming from immigrants themselves. But I see a strong, if not growing, attendance next door, with a decreasing number of veterans, obviously. But I see public interest that's just as strong. Maybe it's just this community? I don't know. No, well, I think well, I don't see right a diminishment, though. You're right that way, but you know, you better give a thought to this. I, and my observation is, the new immigrants that we have do not respect this country like the old immigrants do, and the ones who are fighting at this, who dislike it, are the old immigrants that came here, and that's the problem. And what is the problem? It's the old immigrants because. They had to work, they had to do this, they had to do that, and they see the new immigrants who don't have to do any of that. Murray, have a great day. I disagree. It's if he just said, people don't wear the poppy. That's all of us. You people, if you don't hear you people, you're just not listening. You people that come here is meant for new Canadians. That's it. You can't excuse that. My point on Cherry is that those opinions who may be shared by some are those akin to a dinosaur. And as much as he's been a supporter of veterans and police officers and the military, he's also making the point that not only do you disrespect this country, you're not serving your country. You have none of that when it is completely untrue that the number of people from a minority status who served this country with honor and distinction has been significant. He's just, he he just won't accept that not only is Canada changing, immigrants have played a critical role in this country and that immigrants can have been part of the military. They do, they are. Clark, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm well. Surprised that Don Cherry was let go by Sportsnet following our uh, conversations over the last couple of days? Nope. You know, had Don just said, all you people who don't wear poppies, that would have fit with his you people that he has a history of saying. But it's when he added the you people who come here, that's where it changed from being a 
benign general statement, statement on society to, to targeting directed, specific absolutely right. directed at immigrants it's it's not racist a lot of people are calling it racist it's xenophobic which encompasses all immigrants not just one specific group jimmy how are you <laughs> that is the biggest load of crap i ever heard clark never apologize to the mob especially if you're not sorry you believe you did nothing wrong few in media are coming out in, in support of free speech and when they come for you there'll be no one left to defend you most of the media in north america reported in the headline in the headline tommy and you did this today yourself immigrants never came out of the guy's mouth you did it today and then you go on to say you people that come mind. here you go on to say you can't read his mind but then you go on to read his mind he said you people mouth, that come guy, here he, do you know what the difference asked, between hey, listen, don cherry guy, is you ask the guy to and you his remarks and then when he answers you say well not like that or now you're lying this outrage culture cancel everyone on the right leo how are you Good, Tom. Good morning. All right. What did you think? Cherry's out at Sportsnet. Right call or wrong call by that network? Well, I think it's wrong call by the network, and they're going to be penalized for it by losing fan base. What Cherry said is neither xenophobic or racist. It's a truism. You people that come here? Yeah, I'm an immigrant myself, and I'm a refugee, and I agree 100% with what, what, what he said. 100%. Okay, okay but what? do you speak for all Canadians? Because there's lots of refugees and no, immigrants who... Yeah, but they were myself. offended by it. Well, if you're offended by it, that's fine. I'm offended by many things, but... You have Cherry a right, and what he, Cherry, Cherry can offend. That's right. Don Cherry spoke what he perceived to be true. And I don't think he's far from uh, that far wrong. I think he's probably right. The majority of minorities and the majority of, of immigrants do not wear a poppy. I just think if Cherry apologized, would that not have had him back on the air if Jerry why said he, maybe why apologize well, why should you apologize for something that you believe is true so, so you can appreciate the masses and Canadians like like the fact that Cherry speaks his mind. I agree with maybe 15 to 20 percent of the things Cherry says, but at least they're his views. They're not tainted, and they're the man's views. He speaks his mind, and I respect that. Richard, how are you? Good morning, Tom. The network, they did the right thing when they got rid of Don Cherry, but I really take exception, right, to your callers, right, who live in this country, right, and they turn around and say that they don't wear the poppy. But having said that, Tom, I hope one day maybe we can have a decent, civilized discussion without being xenophobic and without being racist and all that other stuff. Let's have a talk, Tom, of why we have such an anti-rise, right, of um, sentiment, right, against immigrants in this country today. Rightly or wrongly, Tom, it is out there and we have to address it. And I'll give you one quick example. A gentleman said to me the other day in the high-rise that I live, I hope, he said, Richard, we never come home and that this building and this high-rise is on fire. He said, because he said there's absolutely nowhere to rent. He said, everywhere is full. He said, London has a zero vacancy rate. He said, we can't even go across the country anymore because he said there is absolutely nowhere to live and John Tory right two and a half years ago confirmed that when he turned around and asked Mayor Matt Brown and Mayor I think Eddie Francis of Windsor when he said can you please take some of the overflow of our immigrants because all our welfare hotel rooms here are full all our missions and shelters are full and we have absolutely nowhere to put them these are the kind of feelings right that the average Canadian has out there so I think one day Tom 
we'll get off the subject of Don Cherry and we'll address that big elephant in the room. You're listening to Just Right, broadcasting around the world and online. Everything Tom McConnell was arguing was based on associative thinking, not critical thought. For him, you people equals immigrant, immigrant equals people of color, people of color equals racism and xenophobia. When the word immigrant has become synonymous with the term people of color, or if you prefer people who are not white, this is an epistemological disaster and destroys our ability to think about and to, di- and to distinguish between the act of moving from one country to another with the color of a person's skin. Then there's Tom McConnell's rather illogical and somewhat hypocritical argument that, quote, Cherry's clearly talking about immigrants with nothing to back it up other than his observations, end quote. Well, what I want to know is why are direct observations considered invalid? Since when are official statistics the only means of validity? McConnell states that there is no way Cherry could know which specific groups of people are not wearing poppies, yet he himself knows that immigrants of color were Cherry's intended targets of his poppy critique, based entirely on word association. Then McConnell himself observes, and get this, quote, but I see a strong, if not growing, attendance at Remembrance Day ceremonies. Maybe it's just in this community. I don't know, end quote. So that's McConnell's own observation on which he bases an opinion, an observation based on looking at the Remembrance Day ceremonies that take place next to the radio station from which he broadcasts. So it's okay for him to make an observation, but not for Cherry. Meanwhile, his caller at the time, Murray, pointed out that his observation is that new immigrants do not appreciate Canada the same way old immigrants do, and he added the old immigrants had to work and the new immigrants don't have to do any of that. Well, consider the significance of that observation. It's amazing what some people say without actually saying it. The old immigrants came to Canada when Canada was far more a free nation than today. The new immigrants are immigrating to a relatively socialist country, one that forces that country's existing residents to subsidize them via social programs rather than to offer them opportunities and the freedom to better themselves and their families. What else, except for one's observations and experiences, can a personal opinion be based on? And consider caller Richard's observations about the elephant in the room, immigration and the housing crisis, and who was calling for having the very conversation that Maxime Bernier and the PPC raised in the last election. But if you raise that issue, you too are a racist or xenophobe. And in my opinion, I think that the dinosaurs in the room are the collectivists who shout racism and xenophobia at every opportunity based on vague word associations and by eliminating the context of a given conversation. Yes, Tom, your admission that the term dinosaur is about a way of thinking is absolutely correct in this context. And the dinosaurs on this planet are all of the collectivists who operate on identity politics of race and skin color and groupthink instead of thinking about individualism, freedom, and capitalism. That's been the dinosaur politics of mankind going back to the dinosaur age itself. And consider this. If the callers supporting Cherry are dinosaurs, then so too must be the soldiers who fought in World War I and World War II, since the values they fought for were not the collectivist values spreading in Canada today. Now at this point, I'd like to return to Don Cherry's verbatim comment. Since all of Cherry's detractors have isolated the words, you people that come here, from all the rest of his commentary, allow me to do the same. 
I couldn't help notice that the moment Jerry said, you that come here, he immediately tempered that sentiment with, quote-unquote, whatever it is, which I interpreted as, and those who are already here, whether by birth or by having immigrated a very long time ago, like myself. And let's not forget that the whole context of Cherry's opinion was about those who do not wear a poppy as a sign of respect for Canada's war veterans. And even if Cherry's comments were directed at immigrants who've recently come to Canada, so what? Why does everybody say that reminding all Canadians to wear a poppy is okay, but to remind a few of them, it is not? It seems to me quite logical and reasonable to inform newcomers to this country, more than long-time residents, about some of Canada's cultural customs. That's what happened to my family when we immigrated to Canada in the early 50s. But again, I don't even think that was Cherry's intention. Nobody's forcing anybody to wear a poppy, for heaven's sake. And here's another question for our consideration. Xenophobia, broadly speaking, is about a fear of the other of outsiders, and anyone who fits into that description. But is xenophobia always irrational? Are there never times when fear of the other is perfectly justified? For example, when the other is perceived to be a threat to one's own culture, especially if that culture is one of freedom and individualism. And still, ironically, outsiders are not historically the real threat to a given culture. The worst conflicts are within similar cultural groups and nations, from America's civil war to constant factional infighting among and within Islamic nations, not to mention Germany's World War II Holocaust or the current conflicts within China and Southeast Asia. And, of course, not to mention the constantly cited divisiveness within Canada, the United States, and Western nations in general today. It's always left versus right. Collectivism versus individualism, and there are no compromises possible between these extreme alternatives. You have to choose one or the other, and then live with the consequences. Now, coming up next on this side of the bumper, a November 15 roundtable discussion aired on CJBK AM 1290 on November 15th, and on the return side of our bumper, YouTuber Irving Twin, who I had never heard of before, but who was brought to my attention with some excellent insights on the whole you people phrase. Clearly, this Don Cherry thing has been dominant um, with your comments, both via text and by phone call. Mm-hmm. And now the f- uh, ensuing controversy caused by comments made by um, one of the hosts on CTV's The Social. So on Tuesday, Jessica Allen, I think we actually have what specifically she said. And going to a couple different universities, there's a certain type of person, in my mind, in my experience, who does. And they all tended to be white boys who weren't, um, let's say, very nice. They were not generally thoughtful. They were often bullies. Uh, Their parents were able to afford to put them, you know, spend $5,000 a year on minor hockey instead of $5,000, a lot of money. You could do other things besides spending your time in an arena. You could go on a trip and learn about the world. So, yeah, that that is uh, Jess Allen from The Social on CTV on Tuesday. So since then, CTV has issued an apology saying um, The Social is based on opinion and debate about current issues, and we often hear from viewers who don't agree with some of the perspectives on the show. However, Jessica Allen's comments about hockey have generated an extraordinary response. We've been touched by the stories we've heard from Canadians everywhere, including families from Humboldt, about what the game means to them. That matters to us. 
We would like to apologize to everyone who was offended by the remarks and let you know your feedback sparked much debate and introspection at The Social and CTV. We won't restrict our hosts from offering their opinions in an opinion show, but we will always listen to viewers when they offer theirs. Okay. My issue with the whole situation is the reaction where people are calling her comments racist. Mm-hmm. My problem with that is white people in North America don't experience racism because the definition of racism is um, someone who is systematically oppressed due to the color of their skin. And in Canada and the U.S., white people aren't discriminated against for their color. Yeah. So the problem with my with the situation for me is people calling it racist. Now you can say you can have your opinion on what. Like, whether or not her pot, her comments, like, you agree with them or not, that's fine. Don't call them racist. Okay. Wow, it's a good point, Sarah. The best comment I heard on this was on the radio a couple days ago. Was this the worst thing that Don Cherry's ever said? And someone close to Don Cherry said, I don't know if there is a worse thing Don Cherry's ever said. <laughs> Look, we should point out that Don Cherry has you peopled literally any group of people imaginable. And I don't mean race or ethnicity. I don't even know if he's actually done that. But what he has done is you peopled defensemen, Girl Scouts, vegans, dog walkers, literally every... That's that's just how he talks. <laughs> A friend of a friend made a comment about Don Cherry on Facebook. Jump to the bottom paragraph quickly. Freedom of speech has come up. Uh, People with any bit of intelligence knows this has absolutely nothing to do with it. Freedom of speech protects you from repercussions when speaking out against the government. That's not the whole story, but okay. Uh, Hate speech is not protected under freedom of speech. Ooh. Ooh. Ow. Ooh. My rights. Even in Canada? It is. Yeah, we just have these unconstitutional hate speech laws that make it look like that's not the case. And before anyone starts shouting, Oaks test! The Oaks test has been shown to be subjective time and again. Let's make something perfectly clear. He was not fired for saying people should wear poppies. He was fired for making racist comments about people not wearing poppies. If he had simply said people should be wearing poppies, he would have been fine, but he didn't. He made it about you people. The difference may seem subtle, but it's very important. This isn't about PC culture. This isn't about freedom of speech. This is about racism on a public forum. Well, you've got the quote right there. Right there on the top. You start with the quote. Where does this man mention anything about race or skin color? I mean, even if you want to say that you people, you that come here, and ignore that whatever it is, that may or may not mean like every other person in Canada. But sure, let's just assume that this phrase means immigrants. Immigrants, not a race. There was even someone, someone commented on this post. More specifically, that phrase, you people, can be referred to as a racist dog whistle. Well, ho- ho- hold the phone. It's only a dog whistle to those who hear it. This guy with his dog whistle... You heard, you heard the dog whistle. You heard, you people, and immediately thought, brown. That's on you. It's not on Cherry. 
Now, the people that are outraged about this are the people that would say that they are totally against the concept of stereotypes, and they hate racism. On the other hand, they're the same people that have built their entire belief system not just on stereotypes, but on the act of stereotyping. Namely, stereotyping white people, white males, cis-het white males, as being privileged. Uh, which largely translates into the concept, white people bad. This is a group of people who literally, you peoples, white people, white men, straight white men, every day, they just don't use the word, you people. <laughs> like, it's fanatical, the way that they hear you people and assume brown people, while they you people white men constantly of hockey down to you know the grassroots uh players right. that when it comes to coaching and administrative staff and so forth it, it's still very predominantly white so, so and there's a disadvantage if you're not white there's a disadvantage if you're not white because of how white hockey is in canada look 87 percent of canada is still white and something like 50% of all NHL players are Canadian. <laughs> so, you're going to see a lot of white people in hockey. The There's a disadvantage if you're not white statement is a non sequitur. Why would there be a disadvantage if you're not white? Well, to them, it's not a non sequitur because to them, you people, you whites are inherently racist. By the way, the person you heard in that last clip speaking about disadvantage if you're not white was, of course, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh, whose constant racist diatribes are simply embarrassing and insulting to people who are people of color. And between the utterly racist comments of Jessica Allen on CTV's The Social and those of CJBK news announcer Sarah Meshmesh, it's difficult to know where to direct one's outrage and disgust. You can't just make up definitions, as Sarah Meshmesh did in defining racism. As I've cited many times before, racism is the utilization of racial differences, actual or supposed, for political ends. It is a political ideology of the left. Racism is not, quote-unquote, someone who is systematically oppressed due to the color of their skin, end quote. Such a person might be a victim of racism, and to the extent they are, white is also a skin color, no matter how much Meshmesh denies it. To say that white people are never discriminated against for their color in the U.S. and Canada is a completely false assertion. Has she never heard about affirmative action or about the hiring policies within governments and universities? Never forget, it's also possible that racism can benefit the races being legislated in favor of. All racism originates on the left of the political polarity, where collectivism and group identity are at the core of what being left is all about. The right is about individualism and by definition cannot be racist. As soon as race becomes a political consideration, you are on the left side of the polarity, no matter what label you might like to pretend to wear. And as Ayn Rand reminded us, racism is the lowest, most crudely primitive form of collectivism. So my closing message is this. You people in the mainstream left-wing media, 
You people, the mainstream politicians, and you people who vote for the latter and agree with the former are the real source of this entire controversy. You people on the left are the true dinosaurs of thought in this modern world. And you people who tune in and listen regularly to broadcasts of Just Right are invited to join us again next week when we will continue our journey in the right direction. And until then, be right, stay right, do right, act right, think right, and be right back here. We'll see you then. Fade into color, color into black and white. Under the bedclothes, everything will be alright. You know, my ancestors picked so much cotton that I still hate to open an aspirin bottle. <laughs> you know, we're not too dumb. We move into a block and when the values go down, we buy up all the land and then move out. <laughs>